In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best owner your dog could ever wish for. And today we're talking tricks. Tricks. We're talking tricks because I know my dad. I mean, my dad is—he's—he's a funny man, man of uh, many opinions and words. And sometimes he says things like, "Oh, that's just a trick. Why are you teaching them tricks? Like, don't make them party trick animals. Don't, especially Mango, because Mango's dad's baby. He's like, don't make her be a trick dog. And so he can see it like we're just teaching like a trick for the sake of it or showing off. Or actually, the fact that a lot of people um, who who do teach uh, tricks, they do use them to. To sort of show something at the end of it. Now, yeah. we have a slightly different opinion on tricks yeah, because we, we do, do use them. Right? We do teach tricks. In fact, tricks form part of the games, and it, you know we're always kind of developing new tricks and learning new tricks. And um, I guess what we should first of all clarify is, well, what is a trick? Well, you know, a trick might be a left spin, a right spin. A trick might be a jump into it my arms. It might be middle and walk on the move, yeah. right? Like that can certainly be a trick. Leg weaves. Leg weaves. <laughs> Tom's got tricks. <laughs> Woo! Tricks. Uh, it could be something as simple as, I mean, one of the ones we were doing earlier was uh, jumping through a little hoop. Yeah. Like a very, very simple yeah. one, but it's super fun. Uh, it could be roll over. Yeah. It could be walk backwards. It could be a high five. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. I remember the example of Tom, you going into Eliza's school. Yes. And Eliza's school teacher, Eliza's school, they were doing a test. Mm-hmm. They were doing an exam. I think yes. it was SATs in, in England. For those of you that are in, in England, they were doing their SATs. Yeah. And these kids are what, like... Six. Yeah, and, and literally, we'd not be. We'd been in the room like five minutes, and I had already heard this teacher say like twenty times, "You have got a test. They've got a test today. It is a test. It's test day. It's examination day." It's a big day. test, and these little six-year-olds are like. Ooh. And I was like, oh, "But what if it's a game?" And she was like, "No, it's a test." And I'm like, "But what if it's a game?" And she was like, "No, it's a test. It's an exam. It's an exam." I was like. And, and, and maybe it's a game. Like a fun game style <laughs> exam. And literally she had completely labelled this thing up mm-hmm. to be something that really scared all of the kids. Yeah. Like it had them all pretty like... And, you know, re- what she was doing is she was setting, a, setting it up as a have to do rather than a get to do, right? And, and killing any joy. And you imagine like what a difference those kids would have if they if they got excited about doing their test exam or game um, and what difference that would make 
to their you know immediate results, but also actually how they perceive situations in the future that might involve some level of assessment and how they were feeling, what they're doing, how their emotional energy is. Like yeah. it makes a big difference. So when we're talking tricks, let's be honest, we're often talking fun games. Yeah. So we're talking fun games with animation that often are like has a super cool ending. Like、yeah. for me, something that's got that little bit of finesse on it. So so yeah,、uh, for us,、um, if I was thinking, my dogs,、uh, Easy pops her head low、mm-hmm. and she loves to pop her head low,、um, and I love seeing that sort of real head low. Her middle. The move is、yeah. definitely trick based. Yeah. And、um, if you think of some of yours, mine are my favourites with my dogs would be leg weaves.、Um, Bet's reverse comes in handy a lot because she's very much fast forward.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if I were to think of another one, Casino's jumping into my arms, very useful.、Uh, blink the same, jumping into your arms. Liza's little dog does every trick under the sun,、mm. from pirouetting to round poles to through hoops to over poles. Yeah. Like literally, we've got a whole array of tricks on our team,、mm-hmm. and yet we often match the tricks. The dog. So that's my first tip:、yeah. is that actually match the trick to the dog. So if I was to look at little Blink, as much as when I first started with Blink a good few years ago, now I would do something called sit pretty. I now would never teach Blink sit pretty because I don't think her structure suits sit pretty. Whereas actually a much shorter back dog or a much more physically stable dog, I might teach it, but I wouldn't teach it to Blink.、Yeah. I think match your trick to your dog's energy, space, and confirmation.、Mm-hmm. So I think、uh, for Blink's energy, it was a good thing to do, but for、mm-hmm. her confirmation. It was the wrong thing to do.、Yeah. I don't think it suits her confirmation.、Yeah. She's a bit like a dash hound. Don't、yeah. tell her.、Um, so it's the wrong. She's the wrong body for it. Yeah, absolutely. Really good one. So second thing to consider with with tricks, I guess, is that some tricks can have a purpose, and so that purpose might be really simple. Like easy doing her head low is really great for photos, or bet doing her reverse means that I can reverse her. Um, into a lineup with my other dogs, so I can get them all on the same photo. And equally, Easy's head low.、Uh, one of its main purposes was actually when I had her on a start line.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes I didn't know I had a head,、mm-hmm. so I'd say to her lie down, and then I'd say to her sleepy, and so she had to drop her head again. So、mm-hmm. I didn't just want her to tell me that she was there. Yeah, I wanted to tell me that she was listening.、Yeah. I'm here and I'm listening. I'm here. And I'm listening, and then sometimes I'd be like, "You're here, go."、Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't always. I'd kind of use it as a bit、yeah. of a, a, a layer, a,、um, a, a sort of another game to add on and, and tag on to the first game that I had. Not a test, I just have to say. And then,、um, and then there might be, you know, other situations like with Casino. I reckon her charge up to me and jump into my arms is more reliable than her recall because it's this experience. She loves it. She, you know, we put so much energy into into growing that, and so I know I can always get her back by getting her to jump into my arms. So when she is literally gone into little sheepdog world because、yeah. she's a proper little sheepdog girl, then actually Tom's still able to get a cognitive、mm-hmm. and thinking and with him, and and that's a joy to behold. I really do love that. So. Next tip,、uh, tricks based. I would say utilize all of your food when you are starting to、mm-hmm. teach a trick and keep doing that trick.、Yeah. Don't don't sort of start it and then leave it alone. Most of my tricks are for me. They take a little bit more like rep and rehearsal.、Mm-hmm. So if I'm teaching something, for example, I've been working with rollover with a dog actually,、um, largely because I wanted to play with it with spinal.、Um, not it's not brave,、um, just to get them a little bit more flexible and playing around. So I've been doing it on carpet with them, and、uh, for me, it's something that I try and do a little bit frequently at first.、Mm-hmm. So I will do it like three times a day,、yeah. uh, just to get them to really.、Uh, a, a lot of the tricks that I play, they'll have 
a little bit of complexity in them. And so it's something you rep and you rehearse a bit, like weave poles, for example. I mean, they're not a trick necessarily. I mean, they could be. Um, but for me, they're an agility piece of equipment that I need. I would definitely have to do them daily. Mm. To make a difference and to get them to the level I want them to be at, I would have to train them daily. They, they're not something you can just like leave alone for 10 weeks. Yeah. I mean, you can, you just won't finish. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit more to tighten up. Yeah. So I'd say frequency and duration. And, and duration, I think, should be short. I don't think you need to do a long duration, but no. I do think you need to have a go at them. Yeah. I, uh, next tip or next, I guess, benefit would be that you get to almost test drive teaching your dog important stuff in the context of actually something that, you know, let's see what happens. So, you know, that, that rollover, for example, you get to learn a, a lot about how your dog learns and how they approach a challenge and how they approach a different situation. So that when you're working with their struggles with other dogs or when you're working with um, teaching the weave poles, actually, you know their processing, you know how, how they learn and you, you can adapt for the importance of if they're an agility dog, then weaves are important. Really important. Um, and yet you've learned that stuff on things that actually they're, they're nice to have, not essentials. So I, I can see real value in tricks there. So next tip, and I think it's an important one, uh, training every environment and don't train every trick in every environment. Mm. So one of the games we were playing earlier was a dog jumping through a hoop. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were doing dogs through hoops and we were doing dogs through arms and we were doing dogs over poles. But I definitely wouldn't be doing that in the local park mm -hmm. because I know if I was doing that in a local park or weave poles, for example, I know I'd attract a lot of other dogs. Yeah. And actually, I don't want to attract a lot of other dogs because I don't think that leaves my dog in a particularly confident, happy position. Mm -hmm. I think my dog would end up a little bit um, potentially vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so I think you've got to think about what you're doing. Whereas if I was doing something like... So some, uh, leg um, sort of uh, yielding I was about to call it some um, sort of heel like like heel work so mm -hmm. where my dog really is starting to move alongside my leg uh, or middle on the move I think that could be done in park environments yeah. I think it just depends on how much you're going to attract other dogs and other people and being aware of and it and you're highlighting something really important there that the more tricks you have the more just you versatile. can adapt to the situation and again that's you don't realise you need a trick until you've grown it and then you're like oh actually I can use that here here and here and that's going to get me out of some tricks situations so um, like for really example good. in a queue in agility i've got easy in a lie down and i ask her to pop her head low whereas if i ask her to start jumping over poles mm. and arms and legs and weaving and everywhere else i'm just gonna lose mm. her to other people because that she she's left very vulnerable by that mm. you're in close proximity to other dogs let's not add loads of movement in or spins or something yeah. crazy actually when you're not in close proximity to people those are the times that you could do things like this yeah and um, next one guys and i think this is a really um top uh, piece of information is teach the the dog in front of you uh, with the energy that you want so mm -hmm. for example i'm thinking casino mm -hmm. one of the first things you taught her was spinning yeah and i think spinning was a great thing yeah. to teach her whereas blink one of the first things i taught blink was actually to be still yeah so i taught blink stillness and you taught uh, and so my tricks were still in a space so initially yeah. I taught her sit pretty yeah. or I taught her head on the floor mm -hmm. or I taught her a static stand and yeah. uh, under your hand like there's when you talk about your tricks or like we and this is kind of growing on what we've already said to you it's about really looking at that dog and saying this is going to serve them well so just explain yeah. why you taught yeah, so your spinning it's kind of like where do you want to grow them and so if they're quite a thoughtful dog then and you want to grow them to be more of a doer and more animated what you what you don't want to do is teach them some really precise rules-based trick early on because that's just going to you know grow their strengths and they're already a little bit too strong in that area so for casino it was left spin right spin multiple left spins multiple right spins and 
I remember a friend of mine, she has a dog, and um, this is a long time ago now, she had a dog very, very similar to Casino. And what she taught this dog first off was weight. So this dog learned weight. So I, I was walking with very her. very good at weight. And the dog was about 16 weeks old, 17 weeks old. And the dog was miles away, lying mm. down on a hill. And I said to her, what are you doing? She said, oh, she's just waiting till I call her again. So she called her. She came up. She lay down again. We walked another like 10 minutes. She called her. Mm. She lay down again. And that whole walk was about lying down, recalling, yeah. lying down, recalling. Lying down. And, and this dog, she was called Spice. Um, Spice would literally just lie down anywhere and mm. just, and she'd have to call her. Yeah. Like she would not get up. Yeah. She would just be stuck. A bit like somehow how Beck can do that in a whip sometimes if yeah. you're not careful on the movement. Yeah. And she would just be stuck and like glued to the ground. And she'd got so addicted with the rule mm. and the game that she was playing, which was wait for a release mm. cue. And that's, it was insane. Some dogs needed movement. You've got to identify what kind of dog you've got. And I, you know, with Baby Gorse, for example, I identified in her very first boundary session, I literally fed the bed three times I could not get her off the bed she was so thoughtful and diligent she's like I am here and I am I'm on my bed and this is where I am staying and I understand that there are rules here it's like no I've not taught you any rules I just fed the bed she's like no I know there are rules I know there are rules she's like a little librarian whereas you've got <laughs> yeah. something like nifty he's behind the bike shed smoking um and actually probably dealing as well let's be honest she's just literally out there to create chaos but you've got different you've yeah. got different and you've species got to identify um, yeah nifty nifty I'm, I'm still teaching her to walk mm. rather than like spring chicken bounce mm. like that's her, her main way of moving is like canter on the spot she'd be a great gymkhana pony <laughs> um frothing at the mouth at the same time whereas gorse actually tom will work on the opposite he'll work mm. on getting her to yeah. move, getting her to animate literally it's like on the bed off the bed on the bed off the bed and she at the moment her game is hop on the bed hop off the bed hop on the bed hop off the bed and then i might do a little bit of duration on the bed but then it's back to, okay, can we now chase bits of food off the bed so that we're getting that balance? And this is where trick training, life is tricks effectively when we think about it this way, because we're, we're getting them to flex certain muscles that they're going to use in day-to-day life. It's like, you know, people go to the gym and they lift weights, not because lifting weights is, you know, something that is part of their job or part of their life. They can lift the shopping from Tesco already. They do not need to lift any more bags, right? Instead, what it's about is actually flexing certain muscles and growing certain muscles. And tricks are effectively that for our dogs, growing certain skills. And I think the biggest thing uh, to take away, guys, is the tricks are fun. Mm. They make you laugh. They are enjoyable to see. You'll use them forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dog will enjoy the learning process. Yeah. You will enjoy the teaching process. And most of all, uh, it's relationship building mm-hmm. and enhancing. And uh, like Tom said earlier, is you get to know how your dog thinks, mm-hmm. how your dog learns, how your dog ticks, uh, what your dog's doing. You just get to take it to a whole new level. So I yeah. think it's quite a magic uh, space to learn and, and play in, really. So with that, guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We will see you next week for the next episode. It's a really exciting one next week. If you haven't already shared this podcast, please, please, please share this podcast with someone you know, a dog lover, uh, a friend who might need some ideas, mm-hmm. maybe someone at your local dog club. Yeah. Maybe it's a family member, your brother, sister, your mother, mm-hmm. long lost lover. Literally share it. Sharing is caring. We want this mm-hmm. to have the ripple effect. We know that the dogs all over this world need Go for it, Tom. So in the meantime, (laughs) remember, stay sexy. Stop right there, Game Changer. We have something very exciting to tell you about if you struggle with stressful walks right now. So pulling your dog, yanking your arm out of its socket, just basically it's painful, right? 
Now, it's a struggle that you want to transform. You want to go from pulling on lead like a train to loose leash walking prince or princess, and we've got a solution for you. It is just £27. It's a mini course that literally is going to be your zero to hero of loose leash walking. Day by day, we're going to be showing you the games and skills and strategies that you are going to need to implement to transform your dog's leash behavior in the next two weeks. This is a complete package. You get to keep it for life, yes, for life, and it's just £27 to you. Access it anywhere, keep it for life, no equipment required, and all you've got to do is go to absolutedogs.me forward slash stop pulling. And yes, it is just £27, game changers. (laughs) 